go to the Lord uh, in a word of prayer, and then we'll uh, jump into our study for this evening. So let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for this time we, uh, we, we have to come together to, Lord, to fellowship with one another and to, uh, Lord, hear the truth from your word. And, uh, Father, we, we thank you for uh, what we've heard about uh, Mike, that he's home. Father, we pray that you continue to be with him and, and heal his body. Lord, give the, the doctors... Lord, just give them wisdom in, in knowing uh, the medications to, to give and um, the best way to treat him. Lord, we, uh, we're thankful that, that David's uh, mom came through her surgery well and uh, pray that you'll continue to be with her. Uh, Father, we pray for the street family. We, um, Lord, we pray for the, the baby. As, as, um, Lord, he's home now when we just pray that you'll be with him. Pray that you'll be with uh, the parents as they uh, care for him and um, Lord I know there's uh, got to be so many things they're going through so Lord just, just be with them Father we pray um, Lord we pray tonight that as we look at our study Lord that you would open our minds to understand you would teach us um, Father, we might worship you, and so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. So tonight, we, um, we've been working our way through the Pilgrim's Progress together. Um, and so I was looking, I was kind of looking at our schedule and looking at our book, and um, I thought tonight would be, it's a good time to, actually, this will be our, our last time in Pilgrim's Progress, um, kind of the way things are, are falling. And, um, so we're going to see them tonight come to uh, the Celestial City. And, um, and tonight is actually, it's a very encouraging lesson, encouraging time in the book, because, it, you know, so much of what we have walked through in these past weeks have, have had to do with doubt and despair and, and the struggles of the Christian life. And tonight we're going to see, uh, we're going to see the reward of, of all of that. And uh, we'll see the results of, of faithfulness to Christ and um, with our lives. And so um, tonight we're going to see Christian and hopeful um, arrive at the celestial city. Um, we read that the pilgrims went on their way and uh, they got through the enchanted Ground and, and they came to a place called Beulah Land. And this is what it says about this land. It says, Entering into the, the country of Beulah, whose air was very sweet and pleasant, the narrow way lying directly through it, they solaced themselves there for a season. Here they heard continually the singing of birds and saw every day the flowers appear in the earth and heard the voice of the turtle in the land. In this country, the sun shines night and day. This was beyond the valley of the shadow of death and also out of the reach of the giant despair. Neither could they from this place so much as see Doubting Castle. So it's very significant that they were out of reach of these places where they were at. Um, 
And this land um, it, being described, it's, it's kind of on the outskirts of the city, uh, of the city that they're going to. And so the city itself is, represents heaven, and Beulah land here is depicting um, the life and the attitude and kind of the disposition of a mature believer. A mature believer in Christ. One who spent a, a lifetime um, loving and serving Christ. One who's spent hours in prayer and in study of the word of, of Scripture. One whose heart is just longing for us, eagerly awaiting the day that they will see their Savior face to face. And so, um, in another book, Bunyan wrote about an experience that he had. And he actually, this experience was when he was a non-believer. And he one day overheard these two older, godly, very godly women talking to each other. And this is what he said about it. He said, they spoke as if joy itself made them speak. They spoke with such pleasantness of scripture language and with such appearance of grace in all they said that they were to me as if they found a new world, as if they were people that dwelt alone. And so it's, it's these two people, are, they're, they're so far along this path of, of sanctification in, in their Christian lives, it's like it, they, they were in this whole separate world. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to kind of experience something like that, but it is a, it's a really remarkable thing when it happens. I know Stacy and I went to a, um, a missions class one time and it and older gentleman came to came in to to speak, and I remember seeing him as he he walked up to the podium, and I mean it was the most unassuming, simple old man that you can imagine. But the moment that man started to speak, I mean the the spirit of God was just all over him. He he had spent most of his life on the backside of a, a jungle somewhere, um, carrying the word to those that had never heard. He'd, he'd been kidnapped. He'd been held prisoner. Uh, he'd been tortured. All of those things. And he, he recounted his testimony and, and the faithfulness of God uh, throughout his life. And I mean, it was just powerful. It, it was an amazing thing. And like Bunyan said, it was like he was, he was in another world um, as he spoke. And it's an incredible thing to see. And so that's the that's the kind of spiritual place that, that Bunyan is, is representing here with Beulah Land. A, a lifetime of growing and, and maturing in faith and love of Christ. Um, and th- this land for the pilgrims, it's marked by its great fruit that they have to eat. There's places to lie down and rest and enjoy themselves. Um, and as they're in Beulah Land, they see many um, shining ones, is the way that, that Bunyan puts it, and, and they're angels. Um, and they meet two of these angels and they speak to them. And, and the pilgrims, they ask these angels if, um, if they'll go the rest of the way with them. Will you help us? Will you go with us to the, the gate of the city? And it says, so they told them that they would. But they said, you must obtain it by your own faith. So I saw in my dream that they went on together till they came in sight. Of the gate. So again, it's Bunyan teaching us about justification by faith. It's, a, it's an individual responsibility. 
right? That we must do that. Nobody else can do it for us. And that's what he's highlighting here. Um, next, we read that um, they were on their way to the gate of the city. And as they're going, they encounter a river. This very wide, very deep river. Uh, it says, Now I further saw that between them and the gate was a river, but there was no bridge to go over, and the river was very deep. At the sight of this river, the pilgrims were much stunned, but the men that went with them said, You must go through, or you cannot come to the gate. And so the pilgrims, they're looking at each other, they look at these guys, and they go, You know, are you sure? Are you sure there's no, there's no other possible way that we can get to this gate except going through this river? And the angels tell them, well, technically, there, there's one other way, but, but only two people have ever done that in all of history, and they're Enoch and Elijah. So the river here represents death. Okay, something that must be gone through in order to get to the city. And as they go through this river, in the story, Christian and Hopeful have very different experiences through it. Um, Hopeful struggle, actually struggles very little with it. On the other hand, Christian ha- has a lot of trials. Um, even being so close to the gate of this city, so far in this pilgrimage, this, this Christian life, he still has struggles. It says that he experienced heart fears that that he would die in the river and never obtain entrance at the gate. Doubts that he would never make it to the city that he had been seeking and anticipating all this time. He experienced troublesome thoughts of the sins that he had committed earlier in his life and, and just being reminded of those ways he disobeyed the Lord. And it grieved his heart. And he also, it says he experienced apparitions of, of hobgoblins and evil Spirit. So just these things, evil and the enemy just, just plaguing his mind and his heart. And, and it's, it's pictured of the way that perhaps sometimes this happens in the lives of believers as they're drawing close to death in the, in the, the final hours, final days, um, time before death, and they experience some of these things. Um, but again, hopeful is there with Christian. And like we said, by God's grace, he's, he's not plagued with these things. So he's a great encouragement to Christian through this time. And so it says that he's, he's swimming beside him in the river and he's holding Christian's head above water. Um, and, and he's speaking with him and he's encouraging him. And so Christian, just in his distress, he says this to hopefully, he says, Brother, surely if I was right, he would now arise to help me. But for my sins, he has brought me into the snare and he has left me. So it, great despair. Again, this, this feeling that the presence of God had, had just left him. And, and that's what he's expressing here to hopeful, but hopeful and encouraging. Here he says, my brother, you have quite forgot the text where it says of the wicked. There are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not troubled as other men, neither are they plagued like other men? He's here quoting from the book of Psalms, and he, he follows that up by saying, these troubles and distresses that you go through in these waters 
are no sign that God has forsaken you, but are sent to try you. Whether you will call to mind that which thus far you have received of his goodness and live upon him in your distress. So here Bunyan's being very pastoral as he writes these pages and um, notices he's writing that he talks about death and how he's shown even, even a believer, death can be very difficult to face. Um, doubts and, and fears and evil thoughts that, that come to the mind. But again, we see the importance and the goodness of having a Christian friend, of having a brother or sister in Christ that's there to, to support and help through that time of trial. And, you know, back in the time in which Bunyan's writing this, uh, the Puritans, as they thought and wrote, they wrote a lot about, you know, dying well was something that, that, that they put a lot of thought into. Um, and in many ways, I think, uh, it was almost like death was, it almost seemed like it was more a part of life than it, it does today in a way, um, seemed that way, you know, lack of technology, lack of modern medicine, um, kind of made life different in that regard. Um, the gentleman that was doing this study that I've kind of been following and referencing mentioned um, the great uh, Puritan thinker and writer John Owen and said he had 11 children. Uh, Ten of them died in infancy. And the one that survived died in her mid-twenties. So it was a very different time in that regard. Uh, seemed like death was a more prominent thing, or at least more apparent. And so dealing with death and dying was a very big part of the pastor's job. And um, Bunyan wrote this in another book. He said, Consider you must die but once. For if you, when you go, do not die well, you cannot come back and die better. So there are no do-overs in death. So this idea of dying well um, took up a lot of thought and writing. And so the pilgrims here, they make it through in the story, they make it through the river, and they, they meet the shining ones again on the other side. And listen to what they're Told This is an incredible thing, encouraging truths. They say, you are going now to the paradise of God, wherein you shall see the tree of life, and eat of the never-fading fruits thereof. And when you come there, you shall have white robes given you, and your walk and talk shall be every day with the King, even all the days of eternity. There you shall not see Again, such things as you saw when you were in the lower region upon earth, such as sorrow, sickness, affliction, and death. For the former things have passed away. Incredible truths that we see taken uh, from Scripture. And and pilgrims then ask a a very legitimate question. They ask them, well, what are we going to do when we get there? I mean, eternity is a really long time. What what are we going to be doing and so the the angels answer and, and the section is is kind of long but i'm going to have it up on the screen and i and I, I want you to 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 see it and to hear it 
um, and, and to know these truths. Um, and I hope they're, they're nourishing and encouraging to your soul as we go through them. Um, the, the angels say this, You must there receive the comfort of all your toil and have joy for all your sorrow. You must reap what you have sown, even the fruit of all your prayers and tears and sufferings for the king, by the way. In that place you must wear crowns of gold and enjoy the perpetual sight and vision of the Holy One. For there you shall see Him as He is. There also you shall serve Him continually with praise, with shouting and thanksgiving, whom you desire to serve in the world, though with much difficulty because of the infirmity of your flesh. There there your eyes shall be delighted with seeing, and your ears with hearing the pleasant voice of the Mighty One. There you shall enjoy your friends again that are gone before you. And there you shall with joy receive even every one that follows into the holy place after you. There also you shall be clothed with glory and majesty and put into equipment fit to ride out with the King of glory. It's an incredible description. It's an incredible picture that we see painted here. With all that... Christian has, has gone through, we've been following him from the very beginning um, out of the city of destruction and through the, the slew of despond, the valley of humiliation, the valley of the shadow of death, doubting castle, giant despair. Here at last, again, there's a reward for a life lived serving the Lord. The, the pilgrims then, they entered through the gate and um, we read that as they entered, they were transfigured. They had clothes put on that shone like gold. There were also that met them with harps and crowns and gave them to them, the harps to praise with and the crowns in token of honor. And it was said unto them, Enter into the joy of your Lord. We then see that the actions of Christian and hopeful. It says, I also heard the men themselves, and they sang with a loud voice, saying, Blessing and honor and glory, and power. Be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Again, it's a credible ending to this journey. We've we've been on, like I say, for the last 12 weeks or so. Um, We've seen all these different stages, these up and down. We've met these different characters throughout the book Um, and and I pray this day has been a a blessing to you to see the different stages to see that that many of the things that we face in our walk with the Lord have have been faced by others right and been symbolized throughout the book Um, again to see many of the characters some of which we we do want to be like many of which we don't want to be like um, talkative and, and many others um, and throughout the book, we also see this constant reminder to examine ourselves in light of Scripture to see that we are in the faith. And then lastly tonight, we've seen this glorious reality of, of an eternity together with our Savior and our Lord. Um, incredible ending to this book. So let's pray. Father, we 
We thank you tonight that you have, Lord, sustained us through the weeks of this study that you have taught us. Lord, we have, have gleaned rich things from, uh, Lord, the book that, that, this, uh, that, that Bunyan wrote so many years ago. We, we pray that you would help us to meditate on these truths. You would help us to, um, Lord, think and to ponder and to pray. Lord, and that we would go forth the rest of this week and we would serve and worship you. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you.